He was designed to embody the forces of an entire species. Now, Buffy must face the ultimate evil. You have a plan? I am the plan. A battle that will unlock powers she's never known. An all-new Buffy. <laughs> If the apocalypse comes, beat me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is season four, episode 21, Prime Evil. We'll be talking about plot. We'll be talking about characters. We'll be talking about Buff Ray Romano. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before and after the comic books, and possibly even other shows and movies. Show me undone. Gesh to me unden, zami unden, okush me up to. Sorry, excuse me. Hello. Hello and welcome. Welcome to my two co hosts, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. Daniel, say hello. Mommy can hear you, but she's still a walking corpse. Oof. And hello to me. My name is Kelly. And, and, and we're here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Specifically, the episode Primeval, which is arguably the season finale of season four, episode 21, originally aired on May 16th of the year 2000, written by David Fury, which is seven of 17 for the series for him. The last one was the Iron Team, and next one will be Real Me. So James A. Connor, this is 11 of 20 for the series for him. Last one was New Moon Rising. The next one will be The Replacement. So David Fury has written nine scripts between Angel and Buffy thus far in his Buffyverse career, and James A. Connor has directed seven of the nine. I activated his chip. So it's chips all around, is it? Uh, what happened in this episode? Man, we find out the much-awaited conclusion of the cliffhanger. Is Riley evil? Weren't we all so concerned? No, we weren't. Turns out he just got a chip. Chips chips all around, as Spike will point out, that Adam's able to tap into. It's right It's right in the thoracic nerve. Thoracic nerve. Which will nerve. be important for Riley to later. Uh, so he's he's under Adam's control. Adam also teasing Spike a little bit because he fucked up the plane where he's like, I separated from her friends. Oh, wait, she needs to be around her friends. She being Buffy. Uh, and then Buff- Spike runs interference on Buffy to try to undo his wrong by bringing them together and let's slip accidentally that he knows that they all were fighting, which means he is the inciting incident for the fight. Oh, shit. We can explain away all our troubles and blame it on Spike. Great, friends. Back together. Boom. Done. What do we need to do? We need to stop Adam. That means we need to break into the initiative. This will be super easy. We'll just climb down an elevator shaft. Oh, shit. The initiative's there. Oh, wait. Adam's let loose all the demons. Ah, fight, 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 fight. Buffy saves the day. Hopefully. I don't know. It's all done in a montage. Burn it down. Salt the earth. The end. Okay, so. Fun fact. Jeff Pruitt, who is the stunt coordinator for Buffy from seasons two through four, and his wife... Sophia Crawford, who plays Buffy's stunt double, do a lot of the heavy lifting in this episode. As I yada yada through everything, the fight, 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 that's that's a good 10 minutes of the episode is fight, fight, fight. So they do a lot of the work. Now, I try not to get into the background drama of the filming of Buffy too much because it doesn't interest me and it makes me feel bad about people. Because, like, the more you know about Nicholas Brendan, the less you are able to watch the show because he's kind of a monster. Uh... And, and the same can be said about Sarah Michelle Gellar. I, like I said prior to us doing this podcast, I, I kind of had a negative opinion about her. And I think it's because I heard all this shit about her being like a diva on set and blah, blah, blah. So Jeff Pruitt and Sophia Crawford stopped working on the show after this episode. 
and supposedly it was he cited creative differences between the producers and him but it was also attributed he attributed it to one of the stars of the series one of the stars was it was uh Sarah Michelle Gellar so he got drunk after he was fired slash quit from the show and went on a message board and went on a rant about how talk shit about Sarah Michelle Gellar and just like all this stuff I was like I don't care about like on that. a message board back in the day yes mm. yes but the only reason why that matters or is relevant is just to know that they no longer work on the show. How do you have creative differences as a stunt coordinator? What specifically? He would cited be your... an incident in one of the episodes preceding this one, wherein he had spent the whole day yeah. working on this shoot. He had talked to the directors and the producers, and they'd all got it set. He claims that Sarah Michelle Geller came in and said, "I want to do it this way because mm. I think Buffy would do it this way," and he's like fine why don't you fucking shoot like why don't you organize choreograph the fight then and she like broke down and went to a trailer and wouldn't come out so like i don't care about that stuff though i, I was know, like ah, i like this show i like the <laughs> fantasy show buffy the vampire slayer i don't care about their drama but i guess that's what it was and i don't intend to go into that too often unless no, all it's shows got drama also we've been doing this for four seasons kelly and you haven't really gone into it ever so. i know but that's why I so this is not the show to go into it <laughs> if you want drama we go haven't delivered yeah. we haven't delivered well then everything's all right and we all get to be not stake through the heart good work team supposedly joss whedon now i've heard i've read conflicting things about the this statement but was unhappy with the obvious matrix visual effects that happened in this episode because he was a fan of the matrix but didn't expect who was it i mean this is right it's perfect time it just happened like what three months ago i'm just saying it doesn't make any sense he, he started in the matrix but he never left town i guess when he watched this the scene between adam and buffy at you know super buffy the the apex of the episode culmination what's the word i'm looking for it's a word that's gross it sounds like orgasm but isn't climax that's the word yeah <laughs> the climax of the episode <laughs> Uh, it's very obviously inspired by the Matrix. <laughs> See? And what a What's disappointing happening? climax this was. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah, okay. Uh, but David Fury and Doug Petrie were the ones that pushed, really, for, for this whole thing, I guess, because they also really love the Matrix. But I don't know. I don't Dude, know if he This is so like much it. of the time. 99, 2000. And Give him a break. Like They're the fine. he's the showrunner. He's the principal guy. If he really hated it, he would have been like, no. I don't want to He do saw this. all this and he was like, oh, I was worried about Snake Monster. And you know what? This is pretty cool. I mean, it is. And it, for what it's worth. It looks better. It, I even like the um, the rocket turning into a dove. Like that's a didn't look terrible. Oh, David Fury loved that moment. It was his favorite. Uh, none of it looked bad. None of it looked bad. I'm going to say it. Especially for the time. Yeah. On a little TV show. It achieved its goal. It yeah, did. Petra went to say that this is Bond meets the Matrix was this episode. I was like, cool. The Buffy show, everyone was clamoring for the James Bond meets the Matrix episode. Yeah. That's this entire season. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, yeah. the initiative is not filled in with concrete, contrary to Mr. Ward or whatever the fuck that guy's name is, the head of the fake initiative council at the end. Um, as we know, because we go back in season seven, episode Killer and Me, we go to the fucking initiative. Not to mention all of like season eight where they, I'm pretty sure, yeah, that all takes place yeah. under Sunnydale. So theoretically it's still part of the initiative. So that's a lie. Not filled in with concrete. Uh, Nicholas Brendan s changed some dialogue in this episode because he was concerned about continuity. The line where Buffy's like, or they're talking about the Sumerian stuff and, and Xander was like, See what you get for taking French instead of Sumerian? French was originally Spanish, but Xander or Nicholas Brandon was like, hey, I've watched the show before. Buffy actually took French, so we should say French instead of Spanish. 
Ha! Whoa. It's her Michelle Gellar. I was like, wow, Mr. Watch the Show guy. And I was like, oh. Okay. What a loser. <laughs> Who's reporting this? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Who's got like the no. note, the notepad? I, was, like, I guess that oh, was good. part That's of the magazine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like to think it's some PA on the set, just like oh, what a what a joke. What an anecdote. <laughs> what a joke this for... is my job collecting these. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's. I just need to know. I need to know. How do you feel about this episode of TV, Daniel? Uh, it wasn't good. It's the same as always. It's a flimsy uh, when Spike, who's been around our friends the entire time, and yet, like, Sarah Michelle, I mean, Buffy, sorry. Buffy would see Spike, talk to Spike, and know instantly that Spike is the nefarious party here. Like, I, f- I find it wild that um, that she would know that Spike was behind it all when Spike has inserted himself into their lives constantly. How would he not know that they could be beefing like he could have been around Giles. He could have been around Willow. Like he's hung out with all of them. So for her to just be like, ha, he never hangs out with us. He couldn't possibly know that we're in a fight. What about those discs I nabbed? They ought to tell you something. Willow has the discs. Well, I'd get on that. Can't ignore valuable information just because you two birds fell out now, can you? Right. Well, you do what you want. No worry of mine now, is it? I mean, the conclusion she drew was not one that didn't make sense. Like, that that does make sense, but it's definitely not the only possibility. He could have found out any other way, so. But that's a classic Buffy, which is, we need to move this story along. So here's a flimsy. Yeah. Well, oh, here you go. as David Fury would reveal during the commentary, we fucked up and we wrote ourselves into a quandary. We broke them all up. But then this plan hinged on Willow cracking the thing. So that whole thing that Spike does with Adam that like, yeah. oh, yeah, I split him up real good. That was actually them writing themselves out of the problem. Genuinely funny. I laughed. Yes. But I thought that was pretty great that they were like, oh, that was real. Like we messed up and then had to write that line of dialogue to fix it. Man. Yeah. Stacia, how did you feel about this episode of television? This is the worst season finale of the show. I think that's easy to say. For sure. yes. I mean, yeah. Restless. Is the worst season finale of the show. These two oh, together, like a two-parter, <laughs> resoundingly the worst of the entire show. Yeah, okay. I agree wholeheartedly. This episode sucks and therefore... I agree with the first part of it. What I'm trying to to, to keep in perspective is why I enjoyed this show so much. Every week when I go to watch it, what is it about Buffy that's different? Stacia's been watching Vampire Diaries for funsies. Not to call you out. That's fine. That's what everyone's doing. You could say someone, but... (laughs) And so, like, I will catch glimpses of it. I'm like, this show is garbage. God, this show is so bad. What? And like, but but ostensibly, it's the same. And I mean, honestly, it's it's the same. Like, the guy that plays the fake angel looks a lot like David Boreanaz. Like, it's the same. Same tortured backstory. Yeah. I'm an evil murderer. Yeah. That, that show is not around anymore, right? That's an older show. Yeah. Okay. But not that well, old. It ended in 2015? 2017. Okay. And okay. it's got two spinoffs. Oh, yeah. wow. Of course. Which I think are Which both is, still airing. Hey, they only oh, got one. one. Losers. I know. I know. Losers. Wow. So, so I, I keep trying to figure out why is that show so bad? But the, the premise is the same. Teenagers, right. vampires, girl loves vampire boy. Like, why? Maybe we're closer to Vampire Diaries, if um, that's better. I, mean, I maybe think it's... it's not worse. And there's no <gasps> lesbians. So mm. that's why you're being so mean. It's not worse. Mm. It's not worse. <sighs> I disagree. Because every time I... I, I 
click in, like, I, I listen, the dialogue is fucking terrible. The actors are not great. And also, Joss Whedon himself said before, you know, when Michael Gershman died, uh, that he made our show look beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a, a big difference to the cinematography, like the lighting. There's something about Buffy, the way it's shot, regardless of director, that just looks so much different than these, like, teen dramas that are on the CW now. And I don't know if it's because it's dated, so it feels warmer. And it was Probably. shot on film, which makes a, a difference, that's too, fair. right? So, but there's something about it. like so, so that's a piece of it, right? The way it actually looks is a piece of it. Then the writing's a big piece, and the acting's a big piece. Those have got it, and like the directing, I, I, I won't say that that's a huge part of it because of so many directors throughout the series. You can't really pinpoint. I mean, you can when somebody does something cool, you can definitely say that. Wow, that's a standout moment. But on the whole, you know, any series is going to be pretty straightforward in the directing for the most part, it's episode to episode. Uh, so, I, so it, it's I would say that it's Michael Gershman cinematography, the acting, and and the writing for sure. So I think this episode fails really magnificently in the writing and I mean not the acting because they're doing their best so it's got to come down to the writing I mean it's still well David Fury David Fury we're going to throw David Fury under the bus I don't think that he underwrote this I I I, I don't think that I just think the premise is so bad that what else do you do really bad overarching yeah yeah and if you want to if you want to close with our random bro i mean we left in uh, this is a season finale if you will right. the, we left with some rando motherfucker in a black room you know like military bullshit talking about salt the earth i mean that's a metaphor for this season forget about it <laughs> yeah just yeah. fucking forget about it they were over it. This is definitely supposed to be the finale. Restless is some weird amorphous thing that could have just happened in the summer. Who will deliver us? Mother. I guess you'd say the last episode is like the denouement or something. But yeah. What does that word mean? It's like that wrap-up piece where you're kind of like sliding down the other side of the the story arc. Mm-hmm. Like you've hit the climax and now you're sort of wrapping up all the loose ends and you have like that... Usually, like in a book or something, it's like that last moment that shows you how much things have changed from the very beginning of the story. Mm. Like a last good paragraph, you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, what does really good. satisfying moment? What does endowment mean? Denouement. It's like a no. What it's a it, French word. What does endowment a, mean? That's endowment. Like, that's like money. Yeah, oh. money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what other words do you want to know? What does dowry mean? <laughs> also money, and sometimes goats. Yeah, goats and cows. Okay, and so why is this finale worse than all the other finales? Okay, well, you brought up Vampire Diaries, and you were oh, yes. ragging on it. Very unkind. And I know that neither of you have seen it, but it's possible that people that are interested in vampire shows who are listening to this podcast might have also watched Vampire what? Diaries. To be fair, I'm only, like, I think on the fifth season, and there's eight seasons total, so I haven't seen all of it. This is my first time watching it. I think the thing that Kelly's missing, because she's not watching it with me, she's just catching glimpses of it, which I get. It is schlocky. But what that show does really well is story. Like, it constantly has twists and turns and mysteries, and the mysteries pay off, and then they build on each other. And even in season five, like, we're still working with stuff. They started in season one, but Mm. in a satisfying way that doesn't feel drawn out and frustrated, and also in a way where it doesn't feel like they've jumped the shark and I don't know what's going on, like what happens in Angel, where you're just like, this isn't what... Like, they still stay very true to the feeling of the show while continuing to expand the world. And the problem that Buffy has, which is most shown in season four, is that they don't know how to tell a story. 
They did not know what they were doing with the season when they started it. And they had an entire season to figure it out. And it's the end, last episode. And they're like, how do we even end this? Our friends aren't even friends anymore. Like, that just happened an episode ago. Like, that's why this is so terrible. They don't spend any time trying to figure out, like, the emotional payoff for this. Great. So we just asked them to lie down quietly while we do some exploratory surgery. Back to Vampire Diaries. The They have a witch character, which is kind of... Um, Willow's other half, I guess, version in Vampire Diaries named Bonnie. And she decides she's going to bring back the main character, Elena's little brother. So Buffy's little brother, yes. Don. Because <laughs> he's died. Don, Donald. She's going to bring back Don. <laughs> and she does this spell, and it costs her her life, and she dies to cool. bring back Buffy's brother, whatever. But, like, there's always a price to pay for the magic and here we do this huge amazing spell and nothing happens like there's no cost there's no payoff there's no danger we don't even talk about how we're gonna do this an episode ago we have friends that aren't even talking and they get together to do this spell that's never even discussed and you don't really know what's gonna happen and then it happens and everything's fine and it's so frustrating and it's like if it's this easy for her to be this sumerian first layer goddess invincible person why don't they just do that for every, every bad time. guy she has to yeah, fight absolutely. why did she not do that when la is like going down into the garbage pits at the end of season five of angel like it doesn't or even glory it seems like that would be useful to fight a god yeah it completely forget about it and then on top of it fighting adam like if you have such a big bad they try to set up throughout the season. He's stronger than Buffy. Buffy can't physically fight him, which isn't the first time she's had a bad guy like that. Like the judge, she kind of fight him. Yeah. Um, right. Rocket launcher. Yeah. yeah. So it's not the first time she's been physically overpowered. But you would think with a bad guy that that's that is that bad that knows everything that's like connected to the internet or whatever <laughs> and is like physiologically superior to all other right. living beings that he would be harder to deal with than like. 10 minutes at the end of the second to last episode. Yeah. I don't... I hate this episode so much. Well, and, the, and the writers even have, have admitted as much that through this, this season, they had no idea what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. They were just coming coming up with it as they went along. You've got some nerve, lady. You have to listen to us. You think you and your friends can just keep waltzing into a government installation brandishing weapons like... Like... It's a gourd. Magic gourd. What kind of freaks are you people? That's uh, that's why Buffy's great. The highs are high, the lows are low. <laughs> that's what makes Buffy so great. Because it's such a it's such a thing of TV. Like next year they're gonna really get it, and this year they so did not. Yeah. But TV today is made so differently. Like they yeah. with all of these failures. Because uh, I think I'm not the only one who thinks like high and high, low and low. I, I mean, know. the reason why season five is so good is because it has direct emotional resonance with Buffy. And like, and there is direct. a cost. Mm-hmm. She chooses to sacrifice herself to save Dawn. Yeah. Like that's so much more impactful than her becoming invincible red-eyed whatever non-buffy creature to rip out a robot's fake heart like it's, <laughs> it's uranium so core excuse me and that's why like I, I think about the everyone always forgets about the first season but i find prophecy girl so impactful because yeah. it's really the moment that you realize like how high the stakes are for buffy and again it's like that emotional 
moment for her to recognize like what I have to sacrifice to do this yeah. and you get that in season six when she's dealing with her death after the fact and mm -hmm. in season seven when everyone becomes a slayer and like the world's ending but season four is like what are we doing That's here true. like this has nothing to do with Buffy it is so completely tangential you can't last much longer we, we can. can we, we are, are forever, forever. Shami and Dan Interesting. It's really frustrating, and I don't understand, aside from, oh, I think it'd be cool to do a military thing, and then they never got any farther than that, that it, this ever happened. I mean, the only emotional payoff, probably in the whole season, was... Like when they were rappelling down the fucking right. rappelling, Which, and I really enjoyed it. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, you guys are so cute, and I love you, and I love you." Saying that you love one another, and it's my favorite. Hugging Xander was so nice, and then Charles didn't get a hug. Biggest KO of the season. Like I, it <laughs> was, <laughs> it was all good. that, but like that's it. That's it. You're that's totally it. right. Like, well, I miss you, and Giles and Xander, and it is my fault. I've been so wrapped up in my own stuff, I've been a bad friend. You're the Slayer, Buffy. Your stuff is pretty crucial. I mean, Riley. And... Riley, mostly. Well, I haven't been misavailable, either. I, I kept secrets. I hid things from everyone. That's not your fault. Well, you were going through something huge. I wanted to tell you, but I was so scared. You can tell me anything. I love you. You're my best friend. Me too. I love you too. Oh. Falling now. No. Let's promise to never not talk again. I promise, I promise. Xander. Oh, wonderful Xander. You know we love you, right? We totally do. Oh, God, we're going to die, aren't we? Oh, we just missed you. Giles, hurry up. You definitely want to get down here for this. Well, for sure. Guess who wrote that scene? Joss Whedon. Marty Noxon. Hey, mm. Marty coming yes. in real mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> coming in hot there. So <laughs> but it makes total sense. And that is the only emotional resonance scene. And, and I think that was a, because you're right, always... Stacia, always hot with Prophecy Girl. Always Coming good. in, oh, always, yeah. every time. I fucking love that episode. <laughs> so and got, it paid it off. It paid off a whole season. Of right. Like and and new, the scene, we yeah. all agreed, even during our trash period. Yes. Giles, I don't want to die. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's that an all-timer. All -timer. Like, like, woo! Yeah. So we get that. And then season two, Angel and Buffy, we're destroying mm. a, a relationship that we built up over a season and a half that's really, really... We don't have any slow moments, even them with them repelling. It's like we feel like we have to have them repelling instead of just... Right talking to one another as if that's not drama enough like yeah. if they were alone talking i would have been as captivated but i don't know if they were confident at this point i don't know maybe they lost their mojo and they were like we don't really know what the show is right now too. so like angels going on but david greenwalt's really running the show yeah yeah over no there intended mm -hmm. over there for like and that show does slow moments too that show and justin writer direct the, the finale yeah. or the one before it so like he's he could be invested in this show in which he was with Restless. He's like, and I think that's it. Joss, for this season, 
and he's not the oh, only maybe person. It's, yeah, you're doing the two, and you're like, I think that. that he had great ideas for a couple of episodes. He had great small ideas yeah. for this season, but not a great big one. Yeah, and that's why the next season is so much better because it's like, oh, I know what this is going to all culminate and coalesce into. Um, hmm. Just a little technical note about that scene in the elevator shaft. So they built a 20 foot elevator shaft, like so that okay. that's on a sound stage. And but that scene goes on for a while, right? So they had to have the actors go up to the top <laughs> and rappel back down and go up to the top for, over and over. And Sarah Michelle Gellar like got cuts in her legs from the harnesses and shit. Like it was really uncomfortable. So that was I, the best moment of the show. Of so, this episode. Oh, I was gonna I'm ask. Sorry. Of you, this episode. You think the elevator shaft scene was the best moment? It was just really nice. I just liked our friends. Did I you just like Jaws. Was over the top a little bit. Hell like, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Oh yeah. Xander too, just like Jaws, you gotta come down and see. That this. was awkward too. Love it. Love it. You want I'm to here for, it. for this? Ugh. I'm here for it. I'm here for it all. <laughs> I love it all. I just want our friends to be around one another. I, I, uh, Buffy sentiments. I agree with 100%. We have not been friends and I miss you. I want to be around you. Mm-hmm. I want you. Why have we, it's almost like Josh Whedon. Why have we not been around one another? You bastard. And instead of paying it off gradually and making it feel good, we're just going to ham fist it into this scene real quick. I'm all right. I'm all right with it. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels unlike Buffy. It feels unlike Buffy. But she, but she, but the, that's kind of the point, right? At, at not the very, the character in the show. Like, but it, it feels unlike oh, the show. For yeah, me. but at the end of the day, they admit, like, we've all just drifted apart. Like, at the very least, you could say that it's just like the meta commentary of Salt the Earth and don't don't think about the season ever again. <laughs> it's also meta commentary that we've all drifted apart. We've drifted apart from the central message of Buffy. We've, as writers, we've drifted apart. Yeah. Maybe we need to come back together and do something better. You know, I just think the whole, this whole thing is just... Let's think about season five and do this better next yeah. time. Because we can do it. Yeah. And then they do. So. The uh, villain of our podcast. Although they don't have Tracy Forbes. Like, they, th- <laughs> they thought in the end that Tracy Forbes should go and Beer Bad's better than this episode. So like. Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Um, spoiler. My rankings will also say that Beer Bad is better than this episode. Can I wait? You tell me my business? This is not your business. It's mine. You, the Initiative, the boys, the Pentagon, you're all in way over your heads. Messing with primeval forces you have absolutely no comprehension of. And you do. I'm the Slayer. You're playing on my turf. If we took the Initiative out of this show, what would we lose and can you do it? There's no, no, you can't, like, out of this season? Yes. There's no season. There would just be a totally different season. Yes. But, like, you could theoretically... Do you think you could put any other bad guy in here and it would work just as poorly or as good? I mean, like, it could be better. Yeah. Or it could be worse. That, that's, an, that's not a Well, question. because... That's like saying, what if there was a, a 14th season of Buffy? Right, yeah. You just, you're just guessing at that point. Like, I don't know. Well, because possibly... I was like, in my head, I was like, we could just take season four out completely. But there's a lot of good things that happen. And while I want to dunk on this episode because it's awful, I want to highlight some of the good things of the season that were only made possible. This, but I don't know if they were only made possible by the initiative. They just happen in the same season okay. as the initiative, right? right? Like this. The only one thing that really hinges upon the initiative as a group is Spike. It's the only thing I can come up with. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Spike is can kind you, of... Because, like, okay, the other good things about the season are Tara. Which didn't need to happen. The initial no, had nothing to do with it. Happen. Oz leaving had everything to do with that, right? It has nothing to do yeah. with the initiative. Uh, I'm like, what else happened that's good? Faith. <laughs> Faith. Oh, sorry, Faith. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But Faith could have unfortunately happened in any both of point. those episodes. That could have happened any. That could have happened next season. Yeah, that had no, That was a break right from out. the initiative. So that could have. 
That would, had no bearing. The only other thing is we get Riley. Riley doesn't necessarily exist without the initiative, but he could. He could have just been a nice guy. Could have just been a guy. Could have been a Scott Hope character. And all he is necessary, though, I think, to show Buffy that there's another type of boy. <laughs> because, like, she, as she said herself, I don't know if fashion, fashion can exist without misery, fashion, right? Fashion. <laughs> fashion. Fashion. I think... She she needed Riley to know, oh, wait, that's actually not what I want. Ah, fuck it. You could have done that without the initiative. Though. That's, not, that's not a military thing. So that's, that's why I come back to Spike. Spike is, Spike the, is the only, only thing. thing. But you, but you could have done that, versions. too. You could have had done a that mad too. scientist. Mm-hmm. You could have had some sort of magic. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. You could have created magic. a whole thing around Spike turning, like, yeah, being chipped, if you will, by magic or by whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, none of this was necessary. But if you were to just remove season four, you would basically leave us with the snake monster and then we would go to Dracula, right? <laughs> and that doesn't make a lot of sense. I think the only thing that's good about the season, and you can't take it away, is the growth of our characters. The people growing up, haircuts come, haircuts go, clothing mm-hmm. comes, clothing goes. Time just inevitably passes from their faces and their bodies and they're just changing. And it's like you – it's hard to think about them just being in different types of episodes. I mean they would. Because they're the same people, and they would have grown up anyway. But, but I think you also had to ease your audience away from that too. I think that that's kind of also part of this too. You had to always have a college element to this, but I'm sure it was always in their plans to be like, we gotta, we got one season of college, but let's also do the military. Like what? No, no, Joss, why? You know, it's. I think that's the that was always gonna happen. But did it have to be the initiative? No. Sandra, just because this is never gonna work, there's no need to be negative. Going back to the emotional resonance thing, the problem with Adam is Adam could have been any bad guy. He had no personal stakes for Buffy or any of the other friends. Like, the clo- like if anything, Maggie was, like, the emotional stakes for Buffy, and she's murdered not even by Buffy after Buffy's like, I'm going to hunt you down, yeah. but by Adam. And then, like, that's kind of the end of that. But So dumb. I don't like military shows or war shows and i really hate when i'm watching my cozy fantasy shows that decide <laughs> let's do something completely different yeah. and do military but i think that this even then this is like one of the worst iterations of military if you want to legitimately make me question magic versus science you have to offer a science that actually feels like a possible solution yeah. like riley seems out of his mind for thinking that the initiative is the right call when they can barely like subdue a vampire and they don't know what their mission is mm-hmm. and what is this bizarre testing and like they're just completely ineffectual and Buffy embarrasses them over and over and over again and I think if you really wanted to have like a legitimate power struggle between the two you have to have something that feels like a threat to Buffy. Because if you're going to acknowledge that you know demons are real, <clears throat> demons have like biological features that humans don't have and you want to harness that why wouldn't you want magic wouldn't you want like militant witches like that would have been so scary and cool and that could have been your bad guy and like bring lillian or something cool as shit why would you not why if you're the military and you want to like get into this otherworldly thing be like "Mm, i don't believe in the slayer like if anything wouldn't you be like yes i want the slayer in my army because guess what she could die and then we're gonna have a Russian Slayer, and how scary would that be? <laughs> a commie like, Slayer, yes. Like, these seem like immediate thoughts that I have when I think about like Buffy versus the military, and they don't do any of those. We just have like college guys wearing commandos and carrying around paintball Amen. guns Amen. and Amen. just like 
in the most ridiculous way where they're like, oh, section 47. You're just on the college campus. Mm-hmm. Like, just say you're by the coffee cart. I, I'm going to do work in the computer lab on schoolwork that I have, so I cannot hang just now. Hi, Ford. Morning. Okay, we'll fess up. What? Are you drinking coffee again? Because we've talked about this. <laughs> it makes me jumpy. I have to go away. It does make sense if you think about it on a larger scale. Like, if the military did know, like, they'd want to be in on that. Yeah. But this is not effectual in any way, and it just feels like, why are we even pretending like you don't actually work for the military, right? <laughs> I know. This is all just pretend. All of this, you're all... We've struggled for the whole season Ooh. with the idea of what the motivation is for the initiative, and whether or not other people within the organization even know what their true purpose is. And at least we get a little tiny bit of resolution on that. We threw, again, I want to say his name is Mr. Ward, the white-haired guy burning down and salt the earth. Mm. I think that's what his credit is as. It doesn't matter. Just just so I can say his name. That guy. That guy. Salt the earth guy. Uh, We realized that the higher-ups within the organization did in fact know what Maggie Walsh was doing, and she was directed... I think, to do it as such. Or it was her idea, but nevertheless, they gave her permission to carry it out. Yeah. Because Colonel McNamara had no idea. No. So that was a little bit of some information, whereas we had It's way too late. Maggie Walsh was a visionary. It's like, no, she's not. She's a fucking monster. It's still, all of you are monsters. This whole thing is terrible. Yeah. Mommy can hear you, but she's still a walking corpse. But that's not enough. I mean, you. I don't know. Maggie shouldn't have died. It's so weird to have her back. Wearing her little fucking blood thing and like, mm. which is kind of cool. Very scary when I first saw it. I was it like, oh, that's creepy. really fun. And I love that Riley just like rips them off. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. the best. But like, that's such a, I don't know, slap in the face because she really, if she had stayed around and was like a puppeteer almost, it would have been so much better. And we even talked about that. I feel uh, like. I know we did. We talked about that multiple times. The team or whenever it happens is the fact that, wow, this wouldn't underutilized could have been actual villain. I didn't realize she came back too. Yeah. I thought she just like. It was only on for half the, you know, we're paying for half the series. We'll do what we got because because maybe she's a big actor. We can't afford her. Yeah, well, Stephanie so Krause was actually pretty disappointed that she was killed off. That's, that's and was up. was stoked to come back, which is neat because she had to put on all that that fucking makeup, which looked great by the way. Looked awesome. Apparently, she couldn't see out of the contacts. Oh, I love the eye contacts. Yeah, they're all they're like, they were like super white and like yeah. opaque. Apparently, yeah, yeah. So she couldn't see through them. So on the set, they had to be like, to your right, no, 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 keep no, no, to your. Oh, she she fell. So like, oh, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. And also, Forrest people... got one of them. Oh yeah, getting a cigarette. Stay had to point that out. I was had like, I'm tear. pretty sure it was clear the whole time. She's like, no, I'm pretty sure that was from the cigarette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so people have pointed out that Lindsay Krause's ass has grown enormously in this episode. <laughs> yes. No. She was wearing. Turns some out harness that's, or that's something. That's the pump. To yeah. The, yeah. For the fun tubes. I'm like, why would anybody be like, damn, her ass. I mean, I noticed it as well, but I was like, clearly she's weirdly hunched over, and I would assume that it's like the prop keeping her, because who knows what kind of fucking forest gets a fucking skin of a salamander or something, so she probably has a fucking, like, backbone of some fucking dinosaur, and she's like, I gotta walk like During the commentary, I can't remember if it was James Conner, oh, just while we're on the subject, David Fury and James A. Conner are the most bored people on the planet. It was like they were falling asleep while they were doing this, and their voices are kind of similar, so it was like impossible to tell who was talking. They were both just like, oh yeah, that happened. God, it was that was the worst one. Yeah, I mean, I have a pretty monotone voice, but they were still like, that was a cool shot. Yeah, they thought he looked like a turtle, and after they said it, I was like, I couldn't unsee the turtle. 
He's always looked like a leopard or something to me because he's got those spikes. Or like a lizard, maybe. Forest, that is. Forest, yes. God. God has nothing to do with it. I mean, the makeup is is good. It's Turtle great. or not, it's it's great. And it's fun. I will say, though, about the makeup that I don't know if either of you felt this way or noticed, but Adam looks a little different. Like, his makeup just, like, the face especially looks a little strange. Um, and there was a lot of use of the stunt doubles. I mentioned Sophia Crawford earlier. Apparently, Sarah Michelle Gellar was sick during this episode. So Sophia Crawford did a lot more of the you know, like acting shots than she normally would. Uh, also, uh, oh my God, George Hertzberger, who plays Adam Hertzberger, Hertzberger, whatever, plays Adam, his stunt double was in this a lot more. I didn't really clock it, but Daniel noticed that he just looks like... He just looks like Ray Romano. Ray Romano. He does a look buff, like Ray Romano. A buff Ray Romano. And apparently it takes five hours, because if it takes five hours just to put it on and at least an hour to get it off, you're doing that for two guys? Two guys? One well, looking Wait, at I'm Ray sorry, Romano. George Hertzberg, you don't do a lot of acting. Just have Ray Romano do it. Or it just have George do it. It doesn't look as good. You can see some of the flaws in it. It might not take five hours for Ray Romano to get ready. Yeah. Yeah, probably. That's all. Not. But, I mean, it still probably takes, like, two, you know? Yeah. Like, even half the time. That's still a long time just to, like, run around a room and fake punch. I mean, right. they're just punching. They're fake punching. Yeah. Why couldn't, couldn't George have done it? I get if the SMG is sick or doesn't want to do it, whatever. But, like, yeah, have Sophia go punch Ray Romano. What's the big, big deal? I don't understand. This was the – I can't remember the last time a fight scene has been so strange with the clearly stunt, stunt doubles. Yeah. The last one I can think was um, the one with uh, – where that bad guy was uh, in the <clears throat> in the pool or whatever, the really fat – Oh, Balthazar. Yeah. And they were – like, Giles was there, right? Because wasn't he, like, going through some episode after Jenny died or something? And they were all fighting in there in that warehouse. Mm-hmm. That was the last time I can I remember it just being stunt doubles fighting. The angel one was always the one that stood to me the most in uh, Becoming Part Two when mm. they're fighting with the swords because oh, the yeah, stunt yeah. is a really bad scene. Right, <laughs> right. You can tell it's very much on David Boreanaz. I'm just shocked at how Ray Romano doesn't look anything like our Adam, <laughs> and it passed. Whatever, yeah. it didn't matter. We just needed to get through it. We that's, did. And that's how the episode feels. We, we just did. Need to get through it. We did. So who cares? And we did get through it. We did. Only we barely. Did. Adam's going to make sure the demons attack the initiative from the inside. Demons versus soldiers. Massacre, massacre. And Adam has a neat pile of body parts to start assembling his army. Diabolical yet gross. Does anybody else miss the mayor? I just want to be a big snake. I know this has been a little meandering and random already. But hey, why don't we do it louder and faster, maybe? Who knows? Time for yelling. Stacia, do you want to yell first? Um, sure. I found myself wondering why Adam needs to wear pants but not a shirt. Wouldn't <laughs> it just be so much easier Always. on the Always. costume department to just put a shirt on? Also, did we give up on the leg brace, the, the much maligned leg brace? I don't know. He's remember. been doing upgrades. He doesn't need a Oh, he has been anymore. doing upgrades. Jesus. I've been upgraded. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. I don't know if we ever saw his leg brace throughout the whole episode. Genuinely, like I, I mean, don't. Yeah, I didn't keep track of it. Oh. No, what? Oh. No, no leg brace. No leg brace. Ugh. He's been upgraded, fully upgraded. <laughs> sure, whatever. One of the more painful moments of the episode, <laughs> me personally, was awkward Giles, awkward Willow. Hey. Hello. 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 Saying howdy. Hello, lover. I don't have time for you. 
awkward Tara. Oh, I was about to say that. Yeah. Just, what? Oh, just, Tara, not awkward. Super happy. She was happy. Yeah, having but a like, great time. Even that, it's like, oh, it makes it worse. It like only it. makes it worse for maybe Giles, and it doesn't make it worse for, for me. I was happy that she was happy because she, she's defiant, man. She's like, I love this Willow. You fuck, <laughs> you fuck off, Giles, Mister Giles. I hope you feel better, you drunk bitch. Like, I love Ooh. it. I love I it. Yeah, she. I think no, I don't think she was that like that. <laughs> but I think she's just. I'm just gonna keep being a positive person. Yeah, right. I I love I, it. I mean, yippee, we have the information. Well, I love Buffy looking at the picture of better times of this clearly. And we, um, I think we've used that that shot before. Actually, it's from season two for sure. You can tell because of Willow's hair. Yeah, yeah, definitely older. Definitely a photo that they take for. Um, you know, promo, promo shots. Right, yes. Yeah. So yeah. they were like, can we get a promo shot of uh, season two? And I thought that, that was pretty effective. They put it out in the commentary. Oh, it's very she, like, sweet. She was sitting on the floor instead of like on the bed. Like she's, this is sad Buffy. It's sad. Look at her, her chunky wedge. She's just sad. I love that Anya decides to console Xander and his complete and utter humiliation at not doing anything for the past year of his life to say, that was hours ago. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> so they all think you're a lost directionless loser with no plans for his future. Oh, and David Fury owns Xander. He wrote that fucking episode. He's oh. like, Xander's sad because he feels like he's a loser. And he's right. Shit. <laughs> 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 Nailed it. Directionless loser. No plans for the future. Yes, that's right. Uh, Anya, I, I, like, I know Anya becomes a much bigger character. But I think Anya is also a weird opportunity in season four, too. That's just like, we spent the whole season confirming like her love for Xander for no reason. Why does she love Xander? She's like, well, you're a loser. You're a, we're going on employment. There's never anything good. Whatever. I still love you. I, I love you. Saying it for the first time, which mm-hmm. then Xander freaked out because everybody loves him. And he's like, what's going on? Xander just gets everything handed to him on a silver platter. He doesn't do oh, anything. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. That's accurate. It's like I'm seeing for the first time. It's like <laughs> no one's ever said that before. <laughs> Gee, Xander, what are you going to teach when you fail in life? Advanced loser being? That was tough. Uh, And then Anya was like, I'm out. Also, just to piggyback on that, Anya came down the stairs. She didn't come through the basement door. Mm -hmm. So what's the relationship with Xander's mom and Anya? What's up, mom? Walks through the kitchen. Right? Like, can you imagine? Also, I think this is the first time. I mean, unless you've either of you have noticed before. She's never come downstairs. Uh, I think this is the first time we see the exterior of the house. They made a point to, like, show a little, little, like, a cute little house. Yeah. Kind of like their house. Well, uh, we had um, Giles run out of a house. I don't know if it was the same house. Mm. Remember when he's, I am, move away, kids. I'm a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. in the context but i wrote the draw said i'm very stupid yes <laughs> oh just about this uh, spike manipulating everybody well who told you that we were talking behind your back specifically well i spike specifically but and who told you that we thought you'd be better off joining the army that's not exactly what he said well um uh, spike can be very convincing when 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 uh... I'm very stupid. He played us. I am stupid. <laughs> We're, We're dumb. dumb. <laughs> that is, that is the, the whole season. Yeah. Like, Giles is dumb. Giles and Xander are basically non-entities that are doing dumb stuff. Yep. I, I love a, it. A bone to pick with time. Me too. <laughs> so Buffy's head wound still not fucking healed. Mm. 
Now, I would say, just by the coloration of the wound, that, in fact, she just hasn't washed her fucking head. Because it doesn't actually look like a cut. It looks like there's just blood crusted over a little bit that she could have just wiped up, wiped, wiped. I mean, definitely bruising. There is a cut under there, but it mostly looks like she just needs to wipe away and be done. Okay, so now we're also establishing that this episode takes place the next day. It has been one sleep from the Yoko Factor <laughs> to see. now. Just one sleep, okay? In the Yoko Factor... Buffy is wearing the same outfit for the whole thing. She's still wearing that sweater and the orange jacket from the Yoko Factor, wherein yeah. she and Forrest are in a cave. Forrest dies, correct? Yes. Okay. One sleep, and Forrest is now a fucking Frankenstein zombie monster. So I know you have the help of two. You have a Dr. Engelman zombie and fucking Lindsay Kraft zombie, right? Maggie Walsh zombie. But I don't think they're going to be that productive that they can assemble a full demon cybernetic Frankenstein man in one sleep. I don't think that happens. I don't know why Even he's... if you have the parts on standby, the boy they needs do. to heal up, seal up a little bit. No, right? they, they do got... A little bit. No, they do got the parts. Because I think part of Adam's shit about everybody locking themselves up because they know it's, like, good to do that, like, his whole plan, was also, like, we're going to fucking take I some of these it, motherfuckers. Like, I, I feel like you can't... It took months know, to make Adam... now they're good. Months. Now they're good. And you had non-zombie... Lindsay Krause and non-zombie Dr. Engelman and it took but them you, months but now you already have the plans figured out Alan's way smarter than Alan one sleep one sleep call got, he's got a disc he just like slips <laughs> it in it's fine no floppy boy can accomplish this in wow. one sleep shut up watch me kill your girlfriend Finn that's an order I really love the moment where Colonel McNamara or whatever is like the weapons and rips out this gourd and then Willow helpfully says it's a gourd and then Giles to drive the point home magic why would you say it's a magic gourd just shut up I love it (laughs) isn't it obvious like there's symbols carved in it it's kind of glittery what kind of freaks are you it's a magic gourd weapon (laughs) and in your version of this where there's crazy military witches that's where they would pop out and just be like Boom, and just like kill McNamara on the oh, spot yeah. and just be like, it's a fucking magic gourd. Don't fuck with the gourd. Boom. <laughs> We're about to use this gourd. A better show. A better crazy show. Military Witches. Isn't there a new show? Didn't we see an ad for a new oh, show with Crazy no. Military yeah, Witches? Yeah, there is. Called Crazy Military Witches. I mean, basically, it's called <laughs> something similar. Yeah, it's called like Witch Patriots. <laughs> yeah. No! No joke. And it shows like ladies screaming in a military outfit. I mean, with, marching like, band a, outfit. With a flag behind them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real thing that's on television somewhere. Do you have to know the name of it now? I do need to know. <laughs> Ooh, you it's called look- Motherland Fort Salem. Yes. Oh, no. Like Salem, Massachusetts. Yes. Oh, yeah. No. Here's the picture. Let me show you. The girl screaming. Oh, where is it? It's got to be on the CW. There's no way it's on That sounds CW. fucking stupid. Motherland Fort Salem. Motherland. No. Oh, God, no. Please, no. No. <laughs> no. No. No! No! It's so bad. So they're from today's time, I assume. Yeah, this is currently airing. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Witches. No, you're a good witch. I'm a great cook. And Harry. I've eaten a lot. It's not like he was in the nail. Like witches. is his place. Hmm. Soldier can Sorry, ask for better sisters. Dairy. Make oh, me. I, I know you kids wow. think that stuff's cool. Buffy told me you dabble. Wow, you can really get anything on TV these days, I guess. It's on Freeform, by the way. Oh, oh. yeah. Not a thing. That's I don't know what that is. Where? But... That show, oh, oh, oh. Uh, that's the, the old uh, Fox 
Family Channel, right? The oh, maybe, yeah. ABC family? family? Yeah, that would sound right. Isn't it that show that's a spinoff about the lesbian mom show Another on Freeform? Another spinoff. No, that's ABC Family. Right, but that's not ABC. a channel anymore. Well, it was. I don't know. But Freeform became. ABC oh, Family yeah, went to spin-off. Freeform. Yeah, I think is on Freeform. Yeah, or it must be. It, well, it says it's a pop original. Oh, I don't know well, if that's Pop's from. also a network, too. That's where... Um, I don't know what Pop is. That's oh, the pop. fucking show David. Oh, wow. Uh, Shit's Creek? Yes, Shits Creek. it's on Pop. David. <laughs> Ew, <Creek>. David. <laughs> I only know that from Netflix. Yeah. Uh, it's a Pop original five series. five episodes so far. Okay, so. moving back yes. to Buffy. Yes. I said Gord, it's your turn. Oh, yes. yes, I said Gord. <laughs> <laughs> After we reconcile in the quad at the school, but... And while we're creating the plan to fight Adam, Giles says, no shortage of supplies, and pans into a room with, you know, there's like all kinds of weapons and stuff on the coffee table and strewn about. In that scene, Buffy is sitting on the floor whittling a steak. Now, I don't, she can have hobbies. It's fine. Minor woodworking. Okay, she's got a pocket knife whittling a steak, but that's not going to kill Adam. What do you, what do we, and it's huge. It's like a fucking two by four that she's, why? And it turns out that, that they just needed something to do. So James A. Cotner was like, James Fears like, isn't it hard to do these exposition scenes where Giles is talking to everybody and they're trying to learn? And he's like, oh, yeah. So we try to switch it up. Like, we'll have to have stand. We'll have to ask go to a bookcase. We'll have to, you know, Xander kind of walk around a little bit. Have dust And this one, it wasn't in the script, but we had Buffy whittling a steak. <laughs> I was like, ah! I just love, I love TV. It's so great. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so good. Uh, when the gang are about to uh, jump down the uh, to repel, where did they get the gear? Sorry, <laughs> where did they get that gear? <laughs> no shortage of supplies, I guess. The From Devro, um, they. Well, did somebody say that they had this before? Wasn't it like Anya that said like I have this kind of gear? Oh, they did do the Mission Impossible. They scene did do the yeah, time. absolutely. Box. Oh, but Angel, yeah. but didn't Angel say I have the gear? So Angel would have the gear. I don't know. Devro, that's the answer. We'll have to go back. Devro's the answer. Get the gear. Lots of gear. This is the right shoe. Okay, my last two toes don't separate. This reminds me of the story of um, Cinderella. Did I ever tell you that story? Well, let's get the gear. Yeah. Get the gear. Got the gear. You ready to do this? Anyways, uh, when they were walking through the house again, we got to go through our old uh, initiative friend's house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when they went up and they knocked through the glass or whatever and went through the elevator. A, I don't remember the glass. I don't know why. It's always been a mirror. Whole point is, what if they accidentally touched the orgasm wall? Ooh. Well, the poltergasm is gone. I know, but it's just, what if it's not gone? Well, then they would have a fun moment before they go on their mission. And what if the episode just changed completely and they all just sit there and just like, oh, God. All right. (laughs) I just kept screaming throughout this episode because it kept being relevant. And in the event of emergency, use the stairs. Like, they didn't need to repel it on the elevator. They could have had their heart-to-heart walking down the stairs to the initiative. It would have been better. Cheaper. Both of the barricades that they put up in the room where they do the enjoining spell are fucking garbage. Oh, come on. They're ridiculous. And even uh, James A. Cotner and David Fury agreed with me with that. The gurney, flipping over a gurney. A gurney. And the wheelie cart, wheelie being the operative word, is what's going to keep them safe. Cool. And it did. It did. Yeah, kept them so safe that Riley just pushed it open when he needed to come back into the room. No big deal. But no one else could get in. Nope. So don't you worry. Um, that final fight scene with all of our uh, initiative and demon friends was pretty crazy. Graham almost shot some people straight up. Almost killed Buffy and Willow. No, he, he came out with a gun and he starts shooting people oh, wantonly. One of many. 
Penny, who is spraying, praying all over the spraying, fucking place. Spraying, spraying, spraying. And then, like, you know, almost kills Buffy and Willow. And then he gets taken down. And I was like, man, that's a unceremonious. I knew he wasn't dead. But it's like, as a what viewer, you're like, this is unceremonious. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, especially because we're fighting with Forrest and, and oh, Riley. We're going on. So I'm like, ah, maybe Grant's about to die, too. Maybe we're all about to die. All my boyfriends. Sorry. I don't jump through hoops on command. I've never really been one to toe the line. Oh. Kill her. I thought you'd never ask. This scene with Riley ripping the chip out of his shoulder. Another moment to thank Doug Petrie because that was something he'd always wanted to do. And so they let him have it in this episode. It's fine. He's off the shit list. It's infuriating. Because he can't say anything to Buffy to warn her about the imminent danger she's in. So much But then manages to scream Buffy uselessly. And then manages to move (laughs) his arm, grab a glass, jam it into his own chest, dig around in his muscle fibers, Mm -hmm. and yank out a chip. Also, the way that... I don't know how the body works. (laughs) I'm not a scientist or doctor. (laughs) I'm not a scientist. Um, I'm not Adam, but Adam said it was... Connected to his thoracic mm-hmm. nerve, and I know thoracic means spine. So he dug all the way through his shoulder. Is it? Does it go? Well, no. So sp- I had to look it up. I looked it up too right, because so I was the, like, "That's it's wrong. in your arm." So it's a long, yeah, the and it long goes all thoracic. the way to here, it does, and it it kind of stops there. So yeah. when he fucking stabbed his heart, I was like, "Ah, what the fuck?" Yeah. But in reality, again, I don't think well, how was Riley this smart? But then again, he's a TA, you know. So he well, the only reason why he knows is because Adam taps him that, right there. But still, I, he did imply that it's connected to your heart, which well, he said is central nervous system. I know, but and the thoracic is kind of. But like, if you get it right, which is what Riley did, you can <laughs> well, and, and people glass. apparently athletes injure it all the time. Hmm. This that long nerve. Hmm. So with him, he just cut it. You know. You could do it. I think you could really do it. I think that this is, at least it's not pulling it out of his heart. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Or his brain. Which I thought is Which what is he was doing. But, right, right. But then we're supposed to believe that this guy who just shredded his chest shoulder muscles mm-hmm. is strong enough now to fight his best friend, Forrest, boyfriend. even though Buffy could not defeat him. Boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buffy's like, you got this, right? Oh, the guy, the fucking mutant cybernetic creature mm-hmm. that was just kicking your ass and theoretically is almost as strong as Adam? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> it's fine. That's why this episode is terrible. NBD. Yes. I don't really have anything else other than 40% casualty rate. <laughs> yeah, 40% casualty rate. That means, like, the majority, 60%. Of the initiative is still around. They're probably in class. (laughs) (laughs) Class is still definitely happening. Fuck, I was supposed to be there for the battle. I completely forgot. Damn it. Two gray Xander line. Spike's working for Adam. After all we've done. Nah, I can't even act surprised. And also my favorite. Does anybody else miss the mayor? I just want to be a big snake. Coming in hot with some good ones. And Always. What a way to remind us of our own podcast here where it's like, why does this, he just wants to be a snake? And then it's like, oh yeah, that is better. That is a better story. You're right. <laughs> and also easier. Why isn't it as easy as just, I want to be a snake. And we just figure it out. Because. I'll just say what my last note was, which is, this is not even an apocalypse. Nope. No. This is just a fight in a bunker. Just a fight in a bunker. If there was going to be an apocalypse, it would be after the demons and the humans died and Adam built his army and they had to stop the army. But this is just... Fight in a bunker. Fight in a bunker. Some guy was on fire. Some guy was (laughs) flying through the air. One guy got zapped. Like, 
But it was fun. Lots of fucking people going, and it was a long time. Unlike the unlike the snake one though, that was only a few minutes at right. the end. Like this was actually like we're pretending to like you know Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. We're spending twenty minutes of this episode fighting, mm-hmm. which is weird. Yeah, for I, Buffy. I think that's weird. where that's why I mentioned Jeff Pruitt by name, just because like not only was that all him with stunt choreography and all that kind of stuff, but uh, James A. Connor, like that that was the best moment directorially that he pulled off because he you could tell that it was a little less populated and even mentioned as much that that then he wanted but you know money and time yeah, and whatever yeah. but he made it look good like he it, he made a point to close in on certain aspects to where it didn't the, feel like it was empty it was great i thought it was great i would say that this is probably one thing that joss probably hates about hd is this right. because when the guy flew through the air you could see the um down in the down in the pit, you can see the inflatable. The thing that he oh, really? On, yeah. Absolutely. I so I think there's like little moments like that where it's just a little too big, a little too high, um, that really give away a lot of maybe I don't know. You, you know, it's not real, but it's like the the fun, sure. the fun like, of yeah, the moments. Yeah. The, what? Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah, and it's darker too. Like it's just like everyone's a little blurrier, right. you know. So here it's just so crisp, and there's it's just so fun. There's like office chairs around, and like clearly like people just like walking around it's so much fun it felt real it felt chaotic yeah and i think that's a a huge testament to everybody that that did that 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 to me was the best moment of the show just because they pulled off a lot with a little bit and it had nothing to do with the actual story or character development or anything because i think all that was garbage in this episode so this was this was probably my highlight for sure so i think they did a great job But yours is right here. Buffy. Stuff happened in this episode that affected something very important to me. On my list. Mm. I would like to be updated about that, please. Xander Construction Outfit Watch. I don't know if this has to change next year. I mean, this is not the season finale, but it's worth thinking about. No, it only gets more. This was the we started. This was early. well. He's unemployed. He's unemployed. So <laughs> there's absolutely nothing <laughs> going on here. Um, so, uh, like 33 other Amer- million other Americans, oh, he is yeah, also unemployed. That uh, was really tone deaf of them to say that about you know in the year 2000. Come on, think 20 years ahead. Uh, maroon jacket watch, no. Bright orange bedazzle jacket. Excuse me, that's not what that is. Uh, Forrest Escape for Riley Watch. Now we didn't. You shot this in the yelling, but you gotta love Forrest as a little puppet, little uh, <laughs> little mannequin, little mannequin head. I guess he would be real size, right? That wasn't like a, a scaled down version, as far as we know, because <laughs> the scaled downness looked excellent, but the puppet looked terrible. So I think it's a large <laughs> mannequin holding a flammable. Thing. Fucking amazing! Please In stop it before he blows up and w- look at them. Exploding into the corner. It's so great. Your head. Yeah, the bomb is clearly in his head, and it just radiates throughout. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Uh, but is Forrest gay for Riley? Watch hell yeah, Forrest. Sorry, Forrest. Uh, Forrest, God, I love you. God has nothing to do with it. <laughs> he didn't say God, I love you, but you know, he did. I love you. Uh, I think. Uh, that Forrest just enjoyed the physical contact with Riley in the end. I mean, it Even was before really sad and compelling when he was like, when he just looks down at his hand, he's like, removed all my doubts. And like, I know. I, that was, that was actually like, 
a weird moment I wish that they lingered more on and yeah. talked more about. But we never really got to know Forrest. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a lost moment where you're like, I kind of can make up his doubts. And he's kind of said a little bit. But I mean, I, I projected know. everything that he was saying onto him, oh. which was like my doubts about our relationship, our relationship my commitment my to love. the initiative, what what could be possible, I my know. conviction of killing your girlfriend, everything. Yeah. Love it. R.I.P. Forrest. R.I.P. Right? Forrest. He's gone. R.I.P. Check her out. Is she hot or is she hot? Yes, already. She's cool. She's hot. She's tepid. She's all temperature buffy. Now, can we concentrate on the game here? Morale's a problem. This is Graham, uh, this is Forrest, that's Kevin, and that's Jacob. How you doing? You heard the man. She's compromising the area. At least she's not making crazy naked sex. Told you. You're naturally inclined to talk too much. Never. Then get with the kissing. I like that. I think that. Well, I guess I like you. You're kind of like a moron. So you... You knew that I had feelings for you. Everybody knows, man. Eddie's. Chips Ahoy, absolutely. Spike is trying to get the chip out. Forrest or Riley has a chip in. He even in. says chips all around. He says chips all around, which is wonderful. Uh, De Hoffman Watch, no, we could definitely use them. Uh, you should lock the door. No, Willow and Tara knock like normal people. Do. They knock like normal people because Tara is committed to making all of this to work. Happy and, and she's polite. happy and polite. <laughs> Willow's like, nope. Knock on the door. Okay, Tara, fine. I'll knock on the fucking door. Sandy Watch, no. Of course not. Michael, in a whole season of Sandy Watch, that has gone nothing, nothing. <laughs> Michael, Amy, Wicked Goth Watch, hell yeah, our Slayerettes fucking help in the craziest way. They're all what? Part of the thing, right? What What are their things? Uh, one the is hand, the magic, heart. Well, the heart, the hand, hand. Sanders, the heart. Well, there's the spirit, spirit. and drowses the mind. And the mind. Yeah. Yeah. So Adorable. Just a disembodied hand and heart floating around. I love With it. Squigglies. And I love it. I love her eyes going orange. Yeah. I love her being, oh, yeah, I'm into it. And I'm, <laughs> I love the Matrix thing. I love the uranium core fucking pulling it out and then floating it. I don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> Because at least something's happening. That's yeah. fun. And at least it's done. <laughs> at least it's done. And it kind of like reminds me of Restless. Weirdly, I'm just like, I'm fine. Well, and I know they probably you hate it, but I'm like, please, this is like, th- this is the connection. Please, I can't wait for next week. Um, Books a million. Yes, of course. They're looking okay. through. Um, uh, Willow uh, offers up a uranium catching spell or whatever. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but they do they do look through that. Streets ahead, absolutely not. But we do get initiative ahead. More initiative rooms we didn't know about. So, mm, uh, and I, like I said before, Giles' biggest KO, he didn't get a hug. So tough. He but he did not get knocked out, I don't think, the whole year, except for maybe Pangs when he got fucking his head right. bashed in. Yeah. Um, that and one other incident. Maybe Hush, he got hit or something. I don't remember. There was two times that he had physical contact with some other human being, and it didn't go well for him. Uh, in a new man, Buffy kind of beats the shit. Well, beats the shit. I'm sure that's not a, that's but not as great. A but as a demon, Zan, Giles had a weird season. He did. He had a weird season. He was barely there, and he didn't get knocked out. And this isn't the end, but we're speaking like it is the last episode of the season. So, anyways, uh, Giles, no hug, tough look. Yeah. I like to think that he got one off camera. Okay, something much more important to talk about. We're real podcast. And you can find us everywhere at Beat Me Pod, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, beatmepod.wordpress.com. Hey, that's our website. And you can find all of our show notes there. What's a show note? Well, did you ever wonder, hey, you played a really funny clip just then. Wish so I funny. knew what it was. Uh, great. It'll be right there in our references. And you'll also find our rankings. Because, hey, did you forget what I said about my rankings four episodes ago? Well, don't worry. 
Bibi Pato. Yeah, is this episode good? Let me check what Kelly has to say. <laughs> Let me check that specific only category. only relevant barometer. <laughs> Speaking of other things that we do, hey, Spotify playlist mm. just for you. That'll contain all of the songs that are used within our podcast, as well as any song that is in the episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer throughout the season that is available on Spotify. And you can find that at beatme-funtime playlist for podcast fans. Season four. Please subscribe if you're into that kind of thing. Thank you so much. Okay, next. Most importantly, finally. It's time to rank this sucker. Willow Hacks slash, we're talking about the net, slash, something wicked this way comes. I gave her a six, okay? I don't think this is fair. I'm She's not staring at random text and she says, I think I'm going, I'm, I think I'm onto something. Looking at a screen of that weird fucking text going around. The first major so strip-off, yes. that's pretty great. And then Willow, that's so annoying. It's like someone blurting out the answer to a riddle. You've just, I mean, yippee, yippee. we have the information. Another clunker dialogue moment. I'm just like, this episode no, is so, so much funny. weird. I don't know. I feel none of it lands. Even in her in the elevator scene where she's like falling now. I'm just like, ugh. I just think of David Fury typing to himself and juggling. He's just having a good time. He's just an innocent... Mustard man, and I just, <laughs> he's just, in, a, just in, a, in a room with no, he hasn't even seen the show before. He's just typing. <laughs> Amazing. That's what I see. Amazing. So Willow watched something be hacked. I'm not getting any points for that. That's fair. But That's fair. then she did figure out where the room was that they needed to do the spell in by, you know, I guess hacking in or maybe just using the interface. But every time they touch a fucking what computer, are you talking about using the fucking in the, interface? In the you initiative, weirdo. She pulled up the like schematics and grids and shit, and then she figured out look all the power. The yeah. schematics and grids. Well, how can you possibly? How could anybody walk up to that and say, "I know what this looks uh, like"? Buffy did. She said, "Oh, that's the room behind three fourteen. I'm not saying th- <laughs> that it's right. How could anyone do that? No one could possibly know that. Well, I gave her a six instead of a five. Are you happy? That's fine. <laughs> Giles level of Giles, hungover Giles. No, I know I don't know. That He's is an not alcoholic. A Giles. He's staple. an alcoholic. He does say piffle, which brings it back up. The robe brings it all the way back down. I love the robe, just because we talked about paisley, like velvety type of. That looks great. So cozy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, How is that? But Giles? inappropriate attire for our friends. And he then, but then know. Giles knows Sumerian, and that's that's funny. Classic Giles. Uh, and then bring it back down, almost to the ground, earring. Yeah. Without acoustic rock accompaniment, I and I do not abide. Well, no, I think that he's spiraling out. That it's clearly he's hit rock bottom. He's like, I'm wearing my earring now because I'm a drunk. Yeah, I guess. Which, Which is, is so Giles. Riley, okay, peck gouging, did not enjoy. Uh, I'm a human being. Also, did not enjoy. <laughs> Saves some people, but she's got me. Brought it right back down. Give him a four. Killed uh, his, his boyfriend. So that was tough. He killed his boyfriend. Blew him up. That was tough. He exploded his boyfriend. Four. Monster of the Week. <laughs> Adam. I mean, right? It's got to be Adam. It has to be Adam. Adam and maybe Forrest. But he had a machine gun arm. The so major fight fun. scene was at once great and awful. It was great and awful. Yeah. And I did like the zombie makeup. Yeah. In bogus Ray Romano aside, there was a lot of like good pieces of, of, of makeup. The zombie thing was cool. I don't know. I Did you said... think that the machine gun was cool? I thought that no. was insane. No, it was goofy as fuck. It I was couldn't. Terrible. It was terrible. Why would anybody... Oh, that was tough. But I did, as I mentioned effusively, enjoy the uh, the fight scene. The big yeah, fight too. scene. And that was part of... I loved all of Buffy's just like, your power, blah, blah, blah. Oh, there's your power now. <laughs> so I gave it a seven. Love it. For the big bad. Mm-hmm. Monster of the week. 
which is one and the same this episode. Relationship goodness or badness? Again, my boyfriend, poor Riley. Force and Riley's relationship has officially ended yeah. by way of murder. Tough. So that's a negative. But Buffy and everyone, great. Much better than last week where everyone was upset with each other. Will and Tara seem to be great. Anya and Xander seem to be great. So, hey. so beyond the murder, everything's good. I gave it a nine. Everyone's coming back together. Wow. Everybody's happy. I mean, Poor Riley and Forrest. I don't know. They can't, bring, they they can't affect anything. Well, they did. They affected this from being a 10. Uh, <laughs> episode specific, because I think this perfectly encapsulates my feeling about this episode with a very clunky line of dialogue delivered as best as it could be, because it sucks. I'll give the demon his due. He thought this one out. One of ten. Terrible. Just like the episode. So 32 for the, the episode, which is very low. At once it was, uh, yeah, I we, we thought this whole thing out. It's a metaphor for us. And then salt the earth. Don't think about this. <laughs> metaphor as well. 19 of 21 for the season. Ooh. Water below it. 19. Wait, oh, nine, 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 how many points? Not 19 points. Oh, they said 19 points. No, no. I don't think I've ever had any below 25. Seems like you maybe can't. No, because there's five categories. Oh, you could have you could have 25 theoretically pretty easily because if everything got right, but if you just gave everything on one, yeah, six points. Joyce would have to fuck something up. Everyone would have to really fuck up because the Willow hacks thing is the toughest, right? So, like, because how do you get negative? Oh, that's true. Everything would have over like 10 because there are two that are just fives. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah. 1921 for the season. Yeah, what's below? Above, pretty much only, where the wild things are. And also the iron mm. team, I think, is the lowest for yeah. the season. Okay. Uh, and below beer bad. So this is below beer bad and above where the wild things are, which yeah. I think is totally appropriate for this yeah, episode. Absolutely appropriate. Stacia, where did you rank this episode? Um, I put it last of the season. Last? Um, so 69 out of 77. Nice. Nice. What's below this for the series? Yeah. I, Robot, You, Jane, Witch, The Puppet Show, yeah. Ted, Go Fish, Some Assembly Required, The Pack, and Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. <laughs> I would say every single one of those episodes is better than this one, Whoa. so I'm surprised. I struggled. I almost put it below the, um, Some Assembly Required, but then I was like, I don't know. That one's pretty rough. Yeah. There's some stuff in I, Robot, You, Jane that's like real bad. And yeah. I, I have such a hard time not drawing equivalencies between Adam and Malcolm, Malik, like yeah. there's or Malik, because they're so similar that I was just like, I don't know, it's kind of cool. Buffy ripped his plutonium core out, I guess. And <laughs> floated it. <laughs> I mean, the concept of the Super Slayer is not a bad one. Why it's bad is that we never go back to it because yeah, yeah. it's neat. Like that's combo. Buffy's cool. She can do crazy intense magic spells. She's much stronger and faster than she usually is. She can levitate shit. Like, see, it took our cool. it took our friends out. Which I think maybe they they might have said, hey, she'd be like, I want to do this again. Or she got really hyped up afterwards. She was like, I'm fucking good to go. Bam. But (laughs) I think that it probably took them out a little bit. But I feel like if they worked out a bit, they could be in shape and really go for this thing. You know what I mean? Like, if I was Buffy, I'd be like, let's go. You're getting on the Slayer team too. Let's go. Slay together. And then they start doing dance moves and stuff. (laughs) Get fit. And then you guys can spell worth a damn. Yeah. You guys can stay for an hour instead of 20 minutes, yeah. you know? I This episode is not very good. So 85 out of 137, I did not go above. So the, the witch is higher than this one. 
Beer bad is 77, but it is what it is. I don't seem super high, yeah. man. I don't know. I 85? Like 85 seems day. high? It oh, you think so? Yeah. <clears throat> Out of 137? Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be lower. Well, lower? I don't know. I, I, fine. Let him have his own opinions. I wasn't so mad about it. I I never felt it was so jilted, the 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 humor in this. I, I liked it. And we had a nice scene uh, with repelling. I want to repel now because it was so sweet. Burn it down, gentlemen. Burn it down and salt the earth. Zisha, is there anything else you have to say about this episode of television? No, there's not. Daniel, any final thoughts you did? No. Thank God. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer slash, I mean, you know, if the apocalypse comes to beat me, please join us next time for Restless. Mm. We will talk about some Mm. dreams shit. It's going to be a contentious episode. And this will be a wonderful experiment for Daniel and myself to see if we do, in fact, love this episode as much as we can. A potential number one versus a potential last. Like number one of the series. Of the series, yeah. (gasps) Damn. And we and you don't like dreams, so this like is gonna be tough. It's gonna be nestled up next to the pack for me. So <laughs> cue the boxing ring, ding ding ding! ding it ding, is ding. time. A new challenger is. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who's coming. It's time. <laughs> Insert Bruce Buffer. Well, Bruce please. Buffer. Bruce Buffer. Yeah, he's who's the Buffer? guy. Oh, oh the guy. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jesus Christ! Please join us next time for restless. Until then, Stacia, say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, say goodbye. Well, beat me. Well, beat me. Pod can be very convincing when. I'm very stupid. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. She's a pain. Always wanting to know why this and why that. And you're saying she should die because of that? I don't know.